0: Ho, 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 Back on the air, Landscape Alaska. Conversations with Alaskan gardeners. We're reaching out to everybody in Southeast Alaska who enjoys landscaping, horticulture, gardening, planting, pruning, picking, arranging, designing, and all those things. It's a call-in show, 586-1800. Call us up. Talk to us explain some things invite us to see things tell us about things you've seen ask us questions maybe we can help maybe somebody else on the air can help anyway here we are what a day (laughs) (laughs) look at this weather hold that enthusiasm yeah well you know i have a
1: special crew that comes to work on saturdays and it's my biggest labor day of the year you know of the week right and I've been rained out three Saturdays in a row. You know, you really can't do this work if you just make it worse. Like,
0: muddier and wetter. Pe- people
1: don't hire me to come and make their home look less attractive. That's right. You know,
0: make a big mud hole, would you? I've yeah. got a little mud hole. Can you make it into a big mud hole? <laughs> Not only that, it, the mud. But a nice mud it hole. It
1: stains. You know, it stains the even oh, though yeah. you put a hose on it, it stains the concrete. It, it, it's just a mess. <laughs>
0: I'm sick of it. I'm sick of it. I don't mean to make light of it. I understand exactly what you're saying. And No matter how many layers of rubber clothing you have on, it's still a mess.
1: It's a mess. And um, I miss working outside. Especially when I have a bunch of crew people, because
0: <laughs> because that's
1: just a dream for me. There's nothing. Right? Let's like do more than one thing at a time. I like to do two or three things at a time. Uh, but you got to have people to do that.
0: And having uh, <clears throat> those strong young people be able to pick those bigger things up and move them around.
1: I know. I used to be the strongest woman in the world.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But I, gotten, I too. I've gotten. I was never the strongest
0: woman in the world, but <laughs> I, you know, are you I sure. close. <laughs> Close to the strongest woman <laughs> in the world. How about that?
1: Very close to me.
0: Yes, you were. Okay, so we just received a shipment of some fantastic stuff.
1: Really beautiful things. You know, really. and, we're, and like we've talked about on the air before, the, it's really hard to get product. And it could be because we're in Alaska and because we're not a big mega store. We're just a little family market that's been hanging on for a long time. But we have gotten some really beautiful things in. And,
0: and boy, and this last week we got some multi trunk Japanese maples. Four. They
1: look like Japanese bamboo. Maples. Yeah. There's they're so four, lovely. Four in a tub. Is that a 20 gallon tub?
0: It's a 20 gallon tub, four trunks in a tub. And it's the leaves are really
1: fine. So, like a bamboo, but it's not bamboo. It grows like that and
0: right so instead of having the big upright leaves they're really really finely divided bright green leaves
1: i think we ought to buy more of those
0: okay we bought all that he had available right then
1: uh-huh let's get some in the spring for the springtime then we
0: can order some more up and we and we can save. because you know that would be an instant thing. hedge
1: it's a, it, an instant screen
0: that's it, right it would
1: really really and pretty
0: uh-huh and you have no idea what color they're gonna turn yet. They have just gamble. arrived and they're bright Let's green. Let's gamble.
1: I'm gonna say they're gonna be really bright orange red.
0: I'm gonna say they're going to be so dark red that they will just be- Look a, like a flame. Yeah, they'll just stand out in the landscape tremendously. So your big Japanese maple that's in our yard. The one to the right. I have two. I know. <laughs> Number one. Number one, the one, one. That, the one yes. that turns color first yes. has got that blush of red on the outside with a body of green. Now it's just beginning to turn color. And it it's gets a cor- so pretty. And the interior gets kind of coral colored.
1: Very pretty. It's many it's a multicolored one. And the so, one next to it goes from that to dark purple before the leaves drop.
0: So even though it's too wet for our landscape crew to work in the landscape, it's Landscape's certainly still not going it's certainly not too wet to come to Landscape, Alaska, <laughs> and look at some beautiful Japanese maples. But
1: we'll have to stand our trees up first. We had to lay them all down, waiting for the windstorm.
0: Mm-hmm. It's been pretty spectacular weather, and it's pretty spectacular weather right now. Even though it's it's perhaps a little wetter than I would wish, there's no doubting it's spectacular. At driving into the radio station this morning. You know, when the. Hydroplaning. The, when the, on the, the, the There's so much water in the air, it kind of gets gold. Oh, good morning. Good morning, conversations. Yes.
1: I'm going to ask a question. Do the white thorn trees. Does that do well in Alaska?
0: The white what? Can
1: white thorn. On. Say it again. White thorn.
0: White thorn. Is that you what you like mean?
1: a hawthorn?
0: Like a white flowering hawthorn tree? Yes, they do very well.
1: Is that what you mean? Oh. Mm, I didn't see it in blossom, but I saw this tree when I went to Ireland.
0: Uh-huh. Yeah. A thorn tree is a hawthorn tree, and the white flowering ones do well here.
1: Okay, thank you. You bet You bet. You.
0: As a matter of fact, there are native hawthorns with white flowers here.
1: Native Hawthorne too?
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, boy, I've never seen that.
0: I saw them first in Haynes when we did that restoration project for the petroleum people. Uh-huh. And they were growing in the wetland there. And it's a Douglas Hawthorne. And they were growing b- totally saturated and partially submerged wow. in the wetland areas. And so I bought several of them. And I planted them on the university campus. And I planted them around the new John Pugh Hall. There's about a dozen of them there now. And
1: how are they doing?
0: Great great and they look they flower heavily the bark is that same kind of gold color like those just recently arrived japanese maples mm-hmm. and they got big thorns and I mean, no got fungus or anything like that not yet nothing on them no as, as a wetland tree you know it's got to be I something that, that can, right. can avoid all that stuff douglas hawthorn and you know that planting i did along who was the douglas
1: exactly because he, he was, has the Douglas maple and the Douglas hawthorn, and
0: the, he was the botanist on, on Captain Cook's trip. There we go. Okay, that's right. And just like all, Mr. Know It All and the like cycadell. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Okay, so you have heard the phrase "Fall is for planting."
1: Fall is for planting. Fall it is. Fall is
0: for planting, and now that the energy from the plants are being directed away from the tops and toward the roots. You can see it happening everywhere. Plus,
1: the ground is warm.
0: The ground is warm. The roots are growing. This is a great time to put things in that are going to be large elements in your landscape. Trees, shrubs, hedges, rhododendrons... Japanese maples, other kinds of maples, other kinds of fruit trees, all those things. This is a really, really good time to plant them. And you can tell they're not going to be stressed because you put them in now, they're going to establish themselves in this period of high rainfall, and then they're going to go dormant. And so by the time springtime comes around, remember, even when the top looks like it's absolutely quiet, there's still life going on until the ground freezes really, really hard. The roots are still growing. And so you put something in now. It'll be twice as big in the spring when it, it comes up. It will be. And that's not just trees and shrubs. The same thing is true with really, perennials. Really true for
1: perennials. Trees uh-huh. and shrubs aren't going to get twice as big over, over the winter, but the perennials do.
0: That's right. And so the and speaking of the perennials, you notice how many of the spring-blooming perennials are having another much lighter bloom crop right now? Our,
1: our auriculas are sending up new flowers. <laughs> it's like it's, it's
0: perfect primrose weather It really is We planted them They were four inch pots and We planted them into two gallon cans And they've gotten quite a bit larger and, But really it's amazing that they have those bloom stalks coming up now
1: And I also think that slow release fertilizer that you're using We're getting a great response from I know that where I, I have been able to use it at the Park Shore Which I'm almost done fertilizing down there All the rhododendrons are responding it's a. It's really slow. It's but a it's slow, slow release, really, low
0: temperature, high rainfall fertilizer with micronutrients and minerals in it. Mm-hmm. And we were able to finally find one like this. It was, seems like it's designed exactly for our kind of climate. It's a it's a great fertilizer, and uh, I'm sorry it's not available in uh, in the stores or in consumer packaging. You'll have to buy it just in bulk from us. But uh, I'll have some. If you want to come by and pick some up. And uh, there's about two or three more weeks of nematode time and we just got another load of them in so if you, you do have those root weevils that attack your rhododendrons or your your primroses or your viburnums oh, we, we put a bunch of them out this week hmm I, I had, put a bunch of them out last week too.
1: I had family visiting I put them to work how unusual <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, that's right. And they were willing. They, they were willing to happy. And happy. Yep. Uh-huh. So the nematodes are a a microscopic animal that you, you uh, shake them up in water and pour them around the bottom of your rhododendron plants if you have the rhododendron pest that eats the edges of the leaves and makes the big nibbles in them. So it's not just rhododendrons, but that's kind of the the indicator plant. If you see that happening, then you've got the vine weevils in your ground and it's it's really the the larvae that you worry about because they're down there eating the roots. You can you can have somebody eating the leaves is no big deal, but eating the roots that's a bad deal.
1: Boy, but this year with the kind of weather we've had. I mean, we've had some nice weather this year, don't misunderstand. I don't mean to just be whining and complaining forever but we have had a lot of wet and then kind of muggy weather there's a lot of fungus going on out there There there's a lot of spotty leaves uh, on really hardy plants Mm -hmm. but they're all going to go down on the ground and you really have to clean all that up that's right And not let it winter over there
0: and, and one of the things that it shows particularly on are the red leaved norway maples You know, those dark purple and dark red leaf Norway maples. Some of them I've seen, I've just been so covered with powdery mildew that they look like a white leaf rather than a red leaf.
1: Right, but I'm not just talking about powdery mildew. I'm talking about uh, the rust and the spottiness that can get on spireas and currants and, Mm -hmm. you know, anything. Raspberries, uh, you know, uh, and even in the wild, high high bush cranberry, you know, everything. It's just, it's so prevalent here and it spreads like a cold this one gets it then that one gets it and this one gets it and that one gets it so you just have to clean up all those things in the garden don't let them lay on the surface of the ground and
0: winter over yep absolutely and, and so that having means- a
1: blower to blow those leaves off the surface of your garden beds it's a really great thing to use instead of having to use a rake just blow them off onto the lawn rake them up then and Put them in a bag and throw them away
0: i've noticed that what you do is to you use your blowers and blow things onto the lawn and then use the lawnmower to pick it all up
1: if i can if it's not too heavy and wet yeah
0: uh-huh.
1: um and tyler rental
0: has, has all kinds of wonderful blowers, tools. that's right and have, you can get gas ones you can get electric plug-in ones and you can get battery powered ones
1: yeah we have a battery powered one and a gas one and that's great you know for the really heavy duty jobs the gas one what you want but for a lot of let's just clean up the grass on the edge of the deck that blew over there or something like that the battery powered one's nice for ease and
0: of comfort and application and one of the nice things about that battery powered blower is that the battery is also useful for other still tools Mm
1: -hmm. i was trying to figure out a tool for you for your birthday but i haven't been able to come up with it i'll have to go shopping See what I can find you.
0: I One looked, size fits all, should, as far as I'm I concerned. I at the uh, still catalogs this last week, and there is a hedge trimmer that uses the longer, heavier battery, so it balances out. And the guy had this, this thing like a fly rod stuck in a shoulder harness that came up over his hard hat and attached to the middle of the hedge trimmer. So it supported that, and it was like he was just kind of you know, walking along it, walking along and and doing these ten foot tall hedges and like it there was no pain on his shoulders. he wasn't holding it, it was because the weight was distributed from the shoulder harness. that's great. Oh yeah, I thought that was so cool. still I I I, I didn't talk to Stacy at Tyler about getting me one, but I will.
1: okay, well, now, then I won't have to go shopping.
0: okay, there we go. <laughs> so let's see uh, if you're driving around downtown. Go drive by the Capitol building because the hydrangeas are coming into color. they are not as many in bloom now as there will be next year, but they're looking pretty good. And the Roseanne geraniums well, the are in bloom between them.
1: Hydrangeas are in bloom all over town. They There's are, a couple they? of hydrangea trees on the main street in Douglas that just look so
0: cute. Don't they? A little uh-huh. match set. Uh-huh. They look kind of like poodles there by the front, <laughs> yeah, front door. Well,
1: I, yeah. You have to think poodles are cute. But anyway... Uh,
0: Okay, Which, so, so we're going to have a, a hydrangea sale. And I should have probably started off with that. But if you come out to Landscape Alaska this weekend, we've got hydrangeas in lots of sizes, and they're coming into color.
1: It's going to quit raining towards the end of the, of the day. You know, about 2 o'clock, the rain's supposed to let up. It'll be nice to Landscape Alaska then. It's going to be pouring down rain until then. But about 1.30 to 2 o'clock. It only so, gets to 50% rain.
0: Come when it's heavy rain and get the best choice. <laughs> <laughs> get there before all the other people. And uh, also we have these big, fat blueberries. Now I bought all these blueberries from New Zealand and from Nova Scotia, from the university breeding programs.
1: And the little kids come to visit David and they eat the blueberries yeah, while they, they, they are talking the to him. <laughs> and look at those, they,
0: they're gigantic. They're as big as six blueberries from our Almost wild the size wood. of grapes. Mm-hmm. So you're looking around your yard, and this is, on a day like this, it's perfect for investigating drainage problems.
1: Where it drains or where it doesn't drain.
0: And where it drains to. Mm-hmm. And where it drains to and does it drain away from where it drained to. Mm-hmm. How can you manage that? It's important. Yeah, and you've got to know that stuff before you can have any kind of solution. And you really don't want to plan it so that your, your major walkway goes along where it's the water's standing
1: You know and in the valley where things are pretty flat flat, and the developers really graded it so the end of the street often is where all the water went meant the house at the end of the street is also where the water went and it's really hard when you don't have an escape route for your water it's a challenge so you have to make up something to manage it
0: that's right and and the law Juno says you can't just dump the water in your neighbor's yard.
1: No, you can't.
0: It's an illegal thing. So you got to manage it. And managing it on your own property is really, if you can find a way to let the water seep into the ground, have a particular low spot on your property where it can get wet and stay wet, and a place that you can, you can say, okay, that's a wet place. I'm going to landscape it like it's a wet place. So it can contain all the water and that's right, and So make a depression. A plant it like a stream or a bog or a swamp or something like that and and they're attractive and get some
1: ducks and
0: (laughs) (laughs) get some ducks get a little floating pad all that stuff frogs you know and uh, toads all those things okay so the fall color is starting to show and the things that we see fall color on include a kind of rhododendron called a pjm and this is a rhododendron. And it's a
1: semi-deciduous.
0: Right. Keeps semi-deciduous. Keeps some, some
1: of its leaves and drops, changes color and drops the older leaves. Well, course rhododendrons do drop their older leaves. They do. They're dropping at the park show right now. I mean, there's gazillions of them.
0: So even though the rhododendron plant is evergreen, right. the individual leaves only stay on for a couple of years. Right. And then they they dry up and drop off. and. Uh,
1: but the PJMs, what's really charming about them, I mean... They are a lighter effect. It's a small leaf, yep. but it's a, it's a relatively pretty tall plant. You know, it gets to be six feet tall. It can get to be six feet wide, you know, in 15 years. We're not talking overnight, but uh, it it comes into flower really early in the spring and it has really vivid kind of violet purple, bright pink kind of color uh flowers and they're individual flowers they don't come in clusters right and just get
0: loaded with blossoms and it's not all out at the ends of the branches too it's, no, it's inside all over. The, the middle of the plant and on the the main trunks it's really nice for the garden border really and, really nice and surprisingly enough the foliage is aromatic
1: and and it doesn't get the beetle
0: it doesn't get i haven't ever seen the uh-uh. beetle on it uh-uh. no
1: doesn't get the beetle
0: well, You're right. those are all those things that are plus, I, I, plus,
1: and more plus. That's
0: right. And, and we have some that uh, that we uh, had in bloom early this spring. Remember how how difficult the springtime was? How it got warm, and then it got really cold and again. And snowed a bunch, like six yeah. feet, yeah. Right, and so the rhododendrons that, that were there, this particular kind of rhododendron was blooming then when the snow was six feet deep again all of a sudden. So... so So they had a pretty uh, abrupt. Raucous. (laughs) Abrupt. (laughs) They were rocking and rolling. That's right. Time to be there. So. uh, But they're tough. I have maybe eight eight or ten of them still. You have the dwarf ones now. I have the dwarf ones. Because we sold all the tall ones. No, that's what I mean. I have some that I had. I didn't bring into the display area. Oh. That are there now. That are like uh, four, four and a half feet tall. Oh, good. And they're They're, turning purple now. The leaves are turning purple. Yeah, so they're very cool. Oh, and And
1: they're yellow and red and and purple. They're a multicolored leaf. Fall color. Yeah.
0: Yes, they really are. And so the other ones that are really showing up for the fall color are the birch leaf spireas.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. Yep, always lovely.
0: Uh Uh-huh. And like the ones that you planted at the search clinic, those are beginning to show fall color on them too. Those are the golden leaf form. and man, they are just lovely.
1: And the... uh, Miss Kim Lilac isn't started yet, but it turns dark purple in the landscape.
0: The ones on the university campus have turned already, but the ones at our nursery are only just barely beginning.
1: The ones downtown at the Gold Belt, I don't think they're starting oh, the yet. Oh, the ones
0: at the Capitol Building, though, that are in those big stone urns on yeah. the stairs, they're dark purple now.
1: Well, I think those, and may be true at the university too, I think the ones that get the most stress... You know they'll turn faster, but the I ones that are sitting in nice cushy peat beds, all nice and lovey. they're
0: they <laughs> everything's <is> still fine. <laughs>
1: everything's just fine, and they don't they take longer.
0: Mm-hmm. So I, I'm sure that you're really right. I think that the things that get more stress are going to turn color quicker. So uh, we talked we talked about sanitation for the the fungus control raspberries are something you really want to pay attention to for that so we had pruning a lot of questions your, about raspberries over this last week uh-huh people were asking how to prune them how to arrange them why don't you have a pruning clinic
1: of you know you usually have a pruning clinic you could right. you could prune uh the fruiting shrubs that we have the currants okay. and the the gooseberries I'll and, do one I'll arrange
0: one huh. that's something that's interesting so people don't be afraid they that's have right. to learn
1: not to be afraid and
0: don't we be can, afraid that's right and and we can prune some other things and show how to do that too mm-hmm. okay I'll set up something like that and uh, if you're not on our email mailing list go ahead and send us an email ask to be put on the list send it to landscapealaska at gmail and that way you'll get notified of all the classes and special events and uh,
1: and if, Dave, if the weather's bad, we'll do it in the greenhouse so you don't have to have the rain dumping on your head.
0: And I have some uh, big old rhododendrons that I cut back two years ago.
1: They're not nice now.
0: They're nice. Mm-hmm. I can show those too because really these are plants that only had leaves out at the very ends of the branches.
1: And not only that, they
0: were just buried in snow. Right. So I cut them back hard two years ago. They started making leaves last year, and now they're nice bushy shrubs again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's very good. I'll do that. I'll do that. And uh, so
1: that means if you have an old rhododendron that isn't thriving and doing well, you could feed it and prune it and stimulate it to grow leaves where it hasn't had leaves and become in another bush altogether. I mean, it is. It does take patience and. They're kind of depressing to look at for a few seasons. But it revives them. And they're a long-lived plant. You
0: remember our friend that lived out there by the sewage treatment plant? And she had big rhododendrons in the house she bought. And she cut all the branches off them and only left the main trunks. Mm-hmm. So instead of having big spreading branches, she just had these columns. Yes, and uh, they they all came out and and they came out and they they looked like like columns of leaves too. They looked like uh, laurel bushes or something like that. Yes, they were really pretty. Yeah, I thought that was a really smart move. Really, really smart. Remember
1: she had a lot of windows. So it's like, here's a wall, here's windows. Here's a wall, here's windows. Here's a wall. So she pruned them to be in the wall space and not in her window space.
0: And those people that ordered Katsura trees from us, they came in. There are some Katsuras now.
1: And the Emperor Ones are in.
0: And the Emperor One Red Japanese Maple. And I have some some uh, single trunk Palmetums also. And I don't know that I'll get them up to the nursery today.
1: Later in the afternoon. We, you think so? Cole, Cole and I'll go down and get them. Okay. We'll schlep them up onto the truck and drive, in, drive them on up there.
0: All right. Come on over. So, if you want to see some nice trees while they st- show up at Landscape Alaska for a couple of days until somebody comes and buys them up, because they're going to be wonderful things that you don't, like you wouldn't see them very often around Juneau. You an opportunity to buy well, some. A lot
1: of our stuff is like that. You know, we can't, we don't have the financing to buy, let's have 20. So, we can only buy five or six at a time, and uh, everybody has to get paid right away. And then people show up and they go, oh, I'll take three of those. Well, we only have half as many as we (laughs) originally
0: had. That's right. But what we do have is we have access to some of the best stuff in the whole world.
1: I know, Dave.
0: And? And someday
1: we'll get to go back to those nurseries and see (laughs) them. That's right.
0: Instead of having virtual tours. Well, I was thinking of driving around Juneau this last week couple of weeks, we've had company. So we'd drive around and look at stuff and drive up and down a street and go, yes, and there's a, a maple tree and there's some rhododendrons that came from a field we know. There are some azaleas. Look at those. Look at this ground cover. Look at those spireas. Oh, look at those. Look at those. Look at those. The roses. Yep. The
1: roses have huge hips.
0: Oh, yeah. And the the mugo pines, the many, many mugo pines that are around Juno that all came in on the containers to us. Yeah. Uh, some of them were 25 years old when we bought them 30 years ago.
1: Okay, and this is a good time to plant primroses, and we have a large selection of primroses. So
0: We if you do. We have the spring- Some of them, we, don't, we,
1: we know what variety they are, but we don't have any idea what color they are. Those are the denticulatas the pom-pom kind.
0: Yeah, but, well, that that these <laughs> things happen. I'm sorry to say. And, and speaking of that, I do have a big selection of hydrangeas that are in small containers that I have absolutely no idea what variety they are. You know, I know, I know uh, that they're paniculate, but I know that they're probably one of five varieties. But
1: I really think those small hydrangeas would be great in a big hanging basket. And you could plant them with something like uh, roseanne geraniums and have a perennial basket, that that's you a could great just idea. Winter Mark. over, cut it back, mm-hmm. have it come on again the next year because they're hardy, tough things.
0: and you could use also you could use those uh, spireas at the same time because they would take that same kind of condition.
1: Well, you'd have to have a well, not in the same basket. They get too big. you know they, they need down. a bath they need cut a basket, off. a basket of their own. Cut them off, cut them off, cut them off, Cut off. So, you, yes, You sold pruning. my basket so I can only talk about it. <laughs>
0: so, Not me. Yes. I'd never sell your baskets. <laughs> okay, so come out to Landscape Alaska. We'll be open until four o'clock this afternoon and tomorrow from noon to four. Bring I'm an sorry, umbrella. we just don't have enough staff to be able to be open longer than that. And speaking of staff, we're really looking for more people to work on the landscape crew we've got a couple months of work there's a lot of work to be done lots of things to plant and lots of things to be carried and moved and things to grow and and all kinds of cultivation to be done as well as putting all these landscapes to bed all over town so if you want to work we have jobs that they pay well and they're nice work and you get to work with margaret oh goody (laughs) Oh, goody. That's right. Which means you get to have a constant flow of information and learn all kinds of stuff. So, we're coming to the end of our show. Don't do this. Don't do that. Do this. That's right. Do this, carry it, put it over there. Make sure you turn it right. Put the top side up, put the bottom side down. Okay. So, we've only got two more shows for Landscape Alaska this summer on the radio. Pretty soon. Get
1: your questions ready for next week. That's right.
0: And uh, hey, Rob, out there at Huna, thanks for responding. Yes, I want some apple trees. Talk to you soon. And remember, Margaret and I will be back next week for Landscape Alaska and Conversation with Alaskan Gardeners. Until then, happy gardening.